and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. Kevin Folger, I want to thank you for joining us today for Labors in the Harvest podcast. It's exciting for me to uh, have you be a part of uh, this, uh, the episodes that we put out each week as we discuss with folks their journey in ministry. I'm really excited about our episode this week as I get to introduce some of you uh, to a gentleman who's been a part of my life, uh, almost all of my life, and uh, someone who has had a tremendous impact and influence on my life. His name is Larry Clayton. He's an evangelist. Brother Clayton is going on 87 years of age and uh, continues to serve the Lord uh, with his wife Lois in an itinerant type of ministry. Uh, As I said, I've known Brother Clayton most of my life. He and Brother Thompson were contemporaries in Bible college. You'll talk a little bit about that in our interview with him about meeting Brother Thompson and the impact and influence they've had on each other. We'll get the opportunity to hear a little bit about his philosophy of ministry for our young men who don't know him, I'd encourage you to reach out to him. He's going to give his phone number during the podcast at the end. Uh, you can get in contact with him, plus he'll give you information about his website. Again, I, I know he'll be a blessing to you. Um, I'm excited about the fact that I get to sit down and talk to him at this point in life. And I was the privilege to be his pastor for 24 years. And, of course, uh, all since 1963, been an evangelist sent out of the Cleveland Baptist Church as I said, traveling the world, uh, doing meetings. So I'm excited about the interview this uh, today. So sit back and listen to part one. We'll pick up part two next week. But thanks for listening today. Hope it'll be an encouragement and a blessing to you. Well, my guest today is Dr. Larry Clayton. Brother Clayton, it's so good to have you with us. And for those who may not know you, you and I, uh, I've known you almost all my life. In fact, as far back as I can remember, I've known a Larry Clayton who has been in the ministry. Amen. <laughs> so, what a joy. What a blessing. Yeah. Well, for 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 listeners, uh, can you share a little bit about your life currently? What is your ministry? What are you doing? And uh, and how long have you been doing it? Well, I've got a website called S period, E period, A period Ministries. Okay. And I've got, got a uh, spot on that that tells about the work of a biblical evangelist. Okay. If anyone wanted to look that up, it'd be easy to find. And uh, it gives us an outline of what the Bible has uh, for us to learn to be an evangelist. When I was a young preacher, I started looking at that. I was preaching in Indianapolis. I was in a motel, and I started studying that. And so I studied it all week. And it's very plain in the Bibles what an evangelist should be. He should be a church planter. He should be a, a preacher in churches. Should be uh, have a team with him. Uh, he should be supported by a local church. Uh, he should uh, have an international ministry. All of these things Paul and Jesus did, and so uh, 
that's what I based my work on. I started out as a boy, 18 years old, in Shelby County, Ohio, where I had a church building given to me, and I started a church in it out in the country along the Maplewood Tuolwa Road, <laughs> the road I was born on. I wasn't born on the road, but that's the road we lived on when I was born. Well, I'd like to ask you a little bit more about that in just a few yes, moments. Yes, and so yeah. I've uh, I've always followed that plan of evangelism. Okay, great. The Lord, has, the Lord has blessed me with that. Okay. Well, you met your wife, Lois, while you were in Bible college. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. All right. I met her, I met her in uh, when I was working in the cafeteria hmm. at, at the Bible college. And uh, my first year, I was preaching five times a week, so I didn't have any time for dating girls, but I said, my second year, I'm going to, <laughs> and I was sitting there. The wife, you got to, got to find a wife to marry. So gotta... man, Yeah. <laughs> so did you get married while you were in college or did you graduate and then were married? Now we got married in Wichita, Kansas while I was, uh, the second year student. Okay. I was a Bible college. All right. Very good. So I believe, uh, if as I remember, that Lois was reached uh, there in Wichita, Kansas, and uh, Brother Art Wilson was the pastor. And something about did he run buses? Did was she? Did she get reached to the bus ministry? Yeah, she was reached by uh, an old bus that Art Wilson bought that went out on the west side of Wichita, and they had some women way out and recruiting kids to get on that bus, and they come to a little house on the west side and uh, full of kids, little four, four room house. And uh, the mother said, yes, the kids can go. And they picked up Lois the first day. And they said, uh, if you'll come three times in a row, you could be a member of the class. And if you come so many times, and I forget that what it was, it'll give you a Bible. Mm. So she went till she got her Bible and she got saved and surrendered her life to the Lord. And that, Wichita Baptist Tabernacle. So for our listeners who wouldn't be familiar with Art Wilson, can you just give us a little bit of a background on that gentleman? Because he's been in heaven for a number of years now, but uh, he was uh, he, he was uh, quite a trailblazer in the independent Baptist uh, movement as far as church planning and evangelism. Is that correct? I learned a lot from him. He, he was one of the greatest preachers in America, a great Bible scholar and a great preacher. Mm-hmm. He'd preach, you know, sometimes two hours. <laughs> yeah, and easy to listen to as and well. And nobody, nobody moved, nobody wanted to leave. You know, he right. was just that great a preacher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, acted out some of his sermons, you know, that were mm-hmm. so really interesting. And I was sitting at the Bible college in a cafeteria and looked out, and some girls came out of the girls' dormitory. Mm-hmm. No one, no, not one girl would walk by herself across that campus. So it was all the girls. And somebody said, those girls are from Art Wilson's church. I said, well, if they're from Art Wilson's church, they'll know what they believe. Mm-hmm. So I picked out the prettiest one and married her. <laughs> I said, wilt thou, and she wilted. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, your uh, children. You have uh, three children, and uh, they're all in ministry. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. With uh, me and my two sons and my son-in-law, and my grandsons and our, my grandsons-in-law, Lois and I have ten of them in the ministry. Wow, that's I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, your two sons both are pastors, both here in yes. Ohio. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I had the privilege of growing up with both Steve and Phil. I'm a little bit older than they are, 
but uh, we have some stories on each other, I'm sure, going back oh, to the early days. Yeah. <laughs> you probably got the you probably got the biggest ones because the kids are the meanest kids on the block. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, your daughter, Lori, uh, married uh, Brother Jim Mayles. He's uh, doing yes. church planning work up in Nova Scotia right now. Yes. Yes, yeah. they're doing very well. Yeah. And uh, we uh, hear good news from them all the time about souls that are reaching for the gospel. Mm. And uh, it's really a joy to be able to see as yourself. Mm-hmm your own children serving God. Yeah, it's a blessing, that's for sure. Your son so, is a great preacher, one of the best. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question in regards to that, because you have all three of your children, they're all in ministry. And of course, that's not something you force, but for a, a younger preacher that may be listening to this podcast and thinking, well, you know, I'd like my children to grow up to be well-rounded. I'd like them to be involved in, in ministry and love the Lord. What's the key to that, do you think? Well, I learned some things from your dad. Mm. Uh, Bob Folger was not a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. He What he taught and what he believed, he lived. Mm-hmm. And so that was a good example to me and to a lot of others. Mm-hmm. And so we we decided, uh, even before we were married, I was holding a revival in Ohio and brought my wife there. Uh, Roy Thompson and Faith were our chaperones to bring us to Ohio because I want to introduce her to my family. And I was holding a revival at the same time. And on the way home one night, we made a decision for God that we would follow the Joshua pledge Mm -hmm. for me and my house. We'd serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we decided several things. And uh, one of them was that uh, I'd work and pay the bills and get the money and she'd stay home and raise the kids. Mm -hmm. That's one of the best things that ever happened to us. Mm-hmm. Mama was always home when the kids were home. And uh, that's, a, that's a great blessing. And then, then we decided, you know, that uh, the Bible would be our textbook. And everything to raise a family and to serve the Lord is right in the book. Mm-hmm. And so we followed that as best we could. And then I want to say this to young preachers. We kept it fun. Mm-hmm. The ministry was fun for us. And uh, we never complained about the ministry. Mm-hmm. So our kids, our kids grew up in the ministry, and right. they still this day have fun. And uh, their their kids and their grandkids are also enjoying the ministry. It should be a joy. So when you include your children, your daughters-in-law, and your son-in-law, and all your grandkids and great-grandchildren, how many are there now in the Clayton clan? Well, Lois Clayton. Corrects me all the time. <laughs> we got 12 grandkids, uh-huh. we got three kids, 12 grandkids, and 31 great grandkids. Wow. Mm. Now, as for Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> we don't buy any presents. Oh, man. Well, we you, know, make... you know, Brother Clayton, I'm right behind you. I now have 11 grandchildren. Oh, yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just... beautiful children, oh, too. I'll oh, tell it's you. What a blessing. What a blessing that is for sure. Well, uh, Brother Clayton, where were you born? And uh, give, give us a little bit of the background of your early life there. I was born in Shelby County, Ohio, uh, in the Bridegham Farm on Maplewood to Wawa Road, just one mile from Tawawa. Now, Tawawa is quite a great city. I hope you can go there and visit. <laughs> he said there was 50 people, 55 cats, 20 dogs, and one old Jersey bull uh, in Tawawa. But yeah, I want you to know this, that in Tawawa, 
we had a sign that said, welcome to Tawawa. And then we had another sign said, come again to Tawawa. Of course, they were both nailed to the same post. <laughs> so, and, uh, so that's Western Ohio, as I'm correct. That's yes, not far from Indiana. Okay, Close to Sydney and places like that, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. All right, very good. So you were born in kind of a country situation, kind of a farm setting? Yeah, we were, we were sharecroppers. And uh, what that means is uh, the owner gets all the shares and you get what's left. <laughs> I got it. All right. We were poor people born out, uh, born out there in the house. And, and uh, I, I wanted to be born in the house because I wanted to be near my mother, you know. <laughs> and well, that's, where I that's where I discovered America. Yeah. Well, for, for the sake of our listeners, uh, I, I believe, if I'm correct, you're working on your 80, finishing your 86th year. Is that correct? Yes, I'm 86 years old, and in September the 26th, I'll be 87, and I said that date so you can send me a nice big present. There you go. Well, I was there for your 80th birthday, as I recall. Yes, yeah. yes, you were. A big, big celebration. That was wonderful, so that's good. So what kind of um, upbringing did you have there on the farm? Um, was your family religious? Did they have a religious background? Yeah, very much so. Uh, my daddy was saved as a boy in Tennessee. Uh, if we've got time, I'll tell you that story. He was just a teenage boy and an old preacher, evangelist, on a mule with a Bible in his, in his backpack. Wow. Came, came over a hill, down a path. There was no road to the place. Down a path to a bunch of people that were half American Indians and uh, preached the gospel in a little log church. And my daddy said he got saved at the mourner's bench, a split log altar in that church, and uh, gave his life to the Lord. And they baptized my dad out there in a spring. There was a spring of water came out of a hill and fell on a big rock there. And it had fallen so many years there that it had dug a hole in that rock. And I remember the, the rock. I remember the spring. As a boy, I saw that. And in that runoff, there's where they baptized my daddy. And uh, I always knew that my dad was different than a lot of other boys' dads. My dad never drank. Uh, my dad was a, was a Christian man. We were all members of the Church of the Brethren. I was raised in that, a very strict church. Uh, it was actually called the German, uh, the Old Order German Baptist Brethren. So they they were baptized. They baptized people, and uh, I was born and raised in that church. But I got saved in a little church in Quincy, Ohio, not too far from where I was born, in another little church, another denomination, where an old-fashioned gospel preacher preached the gospel. And I went there to hear him preach that night. Some a couple took us there that had surrendered to be missionaries to Shelby County. And uh, that night, I walked down the aisle and gave my life to Christ. Uh, Pastor, I was desperate when I got saved. How old were you? I was uh, 15 years old. 15, okay. And I, I was desperate. I was in a desperate situation. Mm. Jesus rescued me. Mm. <laughs> I gave him my life, and I've never taken it back. I don't want it back. I'd mess it all up. Yeah, that's good. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up this uh, segment of our podcast today, and uh, we'll pick up uh, this conversation uh, in our next segment. So thank
thanks for being a part of this today, Brother Larry. We'll join you again next week. Well, I want to thank you for listening today to uh, the uh, first part of Episode 4. As I've interviewed and uh, discussed and had a conversation with Evangelist Larry Clayton, And uh, again, I hope that it's been an encouragement to you, and I hope that you'll join us again next week as we pick up our conversation uh, with Brother Clayton about life and ministry. Uh, I think the second part uh, is fascinating as he talks about uh, just some of the things God has done and some of the lessons that God has taught him in life. So again, I want to encourage you to join us again next Tuesday as we drop the next episode of Labors in the Harvest. And uh, again, if God's used this uh, podcast in your life, would you let other folks know about it? You can uh, help us by leaving a rating, sharing this on social media, letting other folks know that uh, this particular podcast deals with um, just helps for the ministry, for those who are thinking about ministry or those that are in ministry. And again, it's my joy to come to you each week and to bring these uh, these episodes. So thanks for listening. Hope that you have a great uh, day. And then the Lord blesses your life as you seek to serve him. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest.